This here's UnkView.com. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of UnkView. As always, I'm here, Unk, joined by my few, my nephew, my nephew from a different nephew. We're still searching for the <laughs> word that rhymes with nephew. If anybody has anything, please let us know. Brandon came up with Munkle as a rhyme for uncle, and I kind of like that. I think that can catch on. But I'm my not Uncle sure. Mike, I, my Munkle. Yeah, I don't think I have anything for nephew though. So. What's going on with you, Brendan? Unk few. We got monk and few. God bless you. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we should just delete this and start over. What do you think? <laughs> no, man. This is audio verite. We so have many swings and misses in such a narrow time. <laughs> so, so funny. Yeah, you, this is what you tune in for. We're here to talk today about a topic that we just came up with, as usual, right before. In fact, we were already recording. I'm just going to cut that part out. And Brennan came up with something. What did you call it? Contrapreneurship? Contra, contra, the contrapreneurial formula. Contrapreneurship. That is C-O-N-trepreneurship. Like, uh, <laughs> for those like of you entrepreneur. Except contrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell listeners and me what that's about? Well, so like here's what – so th- this is what I, I discovered. So we're going to have to link this on the show notes, and I would encourage everybody to watch it. But I discovered it as I was tooling around YouTube and found this great documentary by a guy named Mike Winokur called The Contrepreneurial Formula. And it's just so funny because this resonated so strongly with me. I'm excited because I just published my uh, now third book on Amazon. I'm going to publish the fourth one coming up in a little while. Uh, the third one that I just published is called uh, The Stoic Salesperson. So it's like a bunch of lessons. James Altucher challenged me to write this book in 30 days. And it was basically just take your your favorite tenets of Stoic philosophy, which is something I really like, and apply them to sales. And I already had that book like inside me. You know, it was right up in there. Just str- much like much like the coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> just slammed right up in there in my in my immune system. It's now on Amazon. You can go check it out and, and buy it. It's like f- four bucks on Kindle. Well, I'm not going to pay four bucks for that shit. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I know you're Who not. You're going to pay think 12. You are? Who you're do gonna you pay think you are? $12 because you're going to buy the print version. dollars <laughs> My God, that's like that's like an average American worker's wages now. For a it's week. a whole hour of work. No, it's like a week's worth of work because uh, no one's working. Thank you, coronavirus hopes. <laughs> all right. So anyway, where this is going is um, off the rails. Yeah. No, no, no. It's and, all it all tie it all, all back up. So I used to work with a a uh, business coach who will remain nameless uh, on this because I don't want to get a cease and coach? desist. What he encouraged me to do back when I was uh, originally trying to write the first book is he was like, you need to put this book out on Amazon. You need to start a group for it. You need to start building, you know, targeting keywords, building your content brand strategy, get people filtered into a community that they can join where you put out content every day. And then you can, you know, that's how you then you sell the book to them that way. Don't come out with the book before you do that. Just build up this community, target the content you know, then people can hire you for coaching. People can hire you for it's like all of this stuff. And what's funny about that is I, I kind of first of all, that's not a bad idea. It's a good business idea. That's a great marketing strategy. I, I have to admit that the second part of it is I was like, I don't want to build my whole life around this concept. Like I just had this one idea for this book. 
cold call like a comedian. It's just the lessons I learned. I don't need, I'm not like, I don't want to be like a, a sales guru or anything. It's never failed to escape me that just about everything I ever took to this guy and ultimately why I stopped working with him as a sales coach was, and pardon me, sales coach, business coach, was because this was kind of his approach to like everything. Everything that he said was basically this like start a community, filter people in, start, you know, offer a a survey. And then when you get that feedback, start channeling the <laughs> product you're going to make for the what they're looking for. Oh, all oh, the all oh, same old rigmarole that like people think you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've been hearing that for a decade. Yeah. Have you really? Well, I mean, not all of that. Literally, I'm just saying the basic yeah. premise you're sharing is not new. So the great part about this is you listening to this have fallen for it. Every single person listening to this, including both of us on this call, we've fallen for this shit before. Yeah. And it's so weird to me because like the I was I left this I had I went to the seminar last year that this guy did. And I was like, OK, I was all fired up. I'm like, fuck, yeah, man, I know I'm going to do this. This is going to be great. I'm going to make stuff happen. It's going to it's going to rock. It's going to roll. It's going to be awesome. And then I started encountering all these problems where I'm like, this is just way more challenging and complicated than this guy ever. It ever felt like this guy did when I came out of this seminar. Right. Like, you know, it's just and it's not like, you know, and I just want to be clear. It's not like this guy ever promised that it would be like hard work free. And I'm not afraid of hard work. It's not the hard work. The, the difficulty is that it just becomes far more complicated than you anticipated than originally was described to you. Because you can see all the pieces in your head when you're in the seminar, when you're listening to them. And then is when you start getting emails from this guy who are like, hey, why don't you come back in? We'll do some coaching. We'll do some training. In fact, it's interesting that you had that question because I actually just created a product that talks exactly yes. about how to work this thing. So that didn't sit well with me at all after I went to this uh, went to this seminar last year. And it's it, something about all of that. So I'm like, look, I'm smart enough to know that this is a grift. Like I'm, I'm, there's a great Ty Lopez, who's a completely, completely one of these entrepreneurs. Yes. Uh, and we'll talk about it in a second. Yeah. He's a complete entrepreneur, but he does have a really good quote that I'm fond of saying, which is if you're in a room and you can't figure out who the sucker is, you're the sucker. Right. And <laughs> I actually really like that. <laughs> is that actually like on his homepage? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think he can I don't think he can like be too upfront with that one. <laughs> but I like that saying and so I just go look I if I think if you think you're being grifted you're definitely being grifted. Yeah, so so Ty Lopez is a great example of exactly this kind of thing. So so I get this advice from this guy and it's basically do exactly what he's doing. Right. You know, take these people, pitch them these ideas, etc. So I end up watching this documentary and it just describes in perfect detail Uncle Mike perfect detail exactly what this dude is doing and exactly what and he doesn't use any specific names but i'm like i fucking know all of these guys like grant cardone ty lopez like you could just name off these guys off the top of your head because they're all doing the same thing yeah and it's exactly this you 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 come up with an interesting idea you produce a ton of media where you are like basically you can do it you have the power you're you know you can make the money and then we're going to offer you a, a, a spot at a really exclusive, you know, 
seminar situation that it's going to cost you this much money. And then when you're at the seminar, there's an even bigger upsell to another program or thing that they're building. And it just keeps going like that. And that's literally my experience with all of these things, which is amazing because it reminded me of this quote years ago. I'm sorry, I'm still ranting about this, but I remember reading something that hit me like a ton of bricks when I was in college, which was, it said, why are the most popular blogs all always about how to blog your way to freedom. The only blogs that make any, how come the blogs that only make it, that make any money are the ones that are about blogging your way to freedom? And I thought that's yeah. such a, that is true. It's the only one that actually does anything. You don't know, Brendan, that, or maybe you do, because I just don't recall what we, what we talked about on this point. But, you know, I have done, I have been the seller of these things in the past on multiple occasions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I have. In fact, I nearly moved to Austin, Texas. Yeah, I remember years. that. I remember that happening. Yeah, almost. I almost moved to Austin a few years ago, and I would be the reason I would have done that would be to continue something that had been already begun that was doing very well. In fact, we did. Uh, I'm not going to name any names. The people that I was involved with were very high profile within the this particular industry. And had designed a concept. And this is, and all, I mean, this was a legitimate thing. I don't mean to make it sound like it was snake oil. It was yeah. a legitimate, it was a legitimate concept. And we did webinars and my job in that context was, was multiple fold. But the main thing was I was a webinar host. And so we did webinars. We had several webinars that actually went over a thousand participants. No, we did webinars where we made 50K in two hours. Damn, dude. For real. So I, that needs to be said just because I think that the world, and certainly it sounds like you and certainly it me, are, are kind of reaching the point where we don't even believe any of that shit could actually work. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I think it's um, like, is there anybody left who hasn't been conned by this shell game? Yeah. <laughs> is, is there any, hello, anybody out there who's we've reached not, peak con. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Defcon Con. Um, <laughs> but like Grant Cardone, I, I don't know much about him, but when I think of the people that I think of when I think of who are the ultimate snake oil people? Oh yeah, number one has gotta be Grant Cardone. I remember I bought his 10X book. And I I bought a used copy of 10X, uh, which only cost me like four dollars. And read you the know, book. You could you could buy one of your books for that same money. I know for that same price. And I read his I read his book and I was like, this isn't saying anything useful. <laughs> it's basically like, what do you do when you want to wake up in the morning? What motivates you? What motivates? Don't think about life in terms of things you can do. Think about life in terms of 10x things you can do. <laughs> That's about as deep as that. <laughs> book goes i just i just saved you four dollars for a used book uh online guys <laughs> spend that money on my book now which has actual lessons and so oh. it's madness to me because he's just like yeah it, 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 10x don't don't try to get one customer try to get 10 customers don't try to get 10 wait, customers. Slow, slow down let me write that down yeah holy shit man <laughs> wait 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 this is blowing my mind <laughs> like, did he say 10x well, like the thing, so I, the thing that I took away from it, which is not by the way at all what he says, he just says 10 X shit. I'm not, I'm not kidding. He doesn't say like lessons about 10 Xing something. He just says like 10 X it. Like that's how you need to come after it with 10 X, the energy with 10 X, the expectation with 10 X, the work 
with 10x that like people are paying him money probably thousands of dollars to be in a group to ask him this one question and it's just a bullshit question you know what i mean it's just grant has no real advice for anybody i mean who knows maybe he's really a smart guy but none of the shit he's putting out in the world is smart and that's just all of his everything he does is just it's just that kind of bs but the thing that I took away from that book that I do use in my life is I think I probably should plan on having a 10x of something. And whatever that is, it changes the nature of how you approach it. So instead of going, I want to go get 10 customers, you ask yourself, how would I get 100 customers in that same amount of time? And that just changes the relationship you have with answering that question. Uh, you know, actually, that right there has some value. Yeah, I think it does. Now, now, by the way, that's not from Grant Cardone, okay? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a thought I had while reading Grant Cardone, which had nothing to do with the which words he had not articulated. Yeah, yeah, he did not articulate. That's like somebody going, that's like somebody pointing at the moon and going, look, it's made of cheese. And another guy going, I could build a rocket ship to go there. Right. Like, <laughs> this is two, two, at the moon. <laughs> two independent things that happened. So, Anyway, that's been valuable. But Grant is just a total snake oil salesman because every time you get into a conversation with any of Grant's things, meaning like if you watch him online, if you if you listen to his tweets, if you like if anything, because I went through a period of my life where I was like, Grant Cardone, he doesn't offer any real tangible help, but like he's very motivating. So I'll just listen to his things because they like motivate me. And you're like, well, uh, maybe, but at, at the end of, but he knows that because at the end of each one of those things, he's like, you can buy my latest book group mentorship program concept online platform class virtual walkthrough here at, if you, but it's only available for the next until I'm done speaking the sentence at which time the price goes up to a billion dollars. But right now I'm offering it to you for 1999. It's so insane. That's what every single one of his like pitches is from every platform he pitches from. Well, it's funny because I participated and I had not participated in anything of this nature in, I mean, literally several years. And I stumbled across this kid. His name is Kevin. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's he's Chinese. Uh, his last name is spelled Z-H-A-N-G. Kevin, he was the online entrepreneur of the year last year. I, I may not have that title correct, but... Uh, in his in his promo video that I watched before I signed up to participate in the webinar, he's in some meeting room, like a ballroom at some nice hotel. And do you know who Michael Buffer is? Yeah, he's the announcer, right? He's the guy that do, he announces like all of the major boxing matches that have. Yeah, yeah. His brother you know. Bruce Buffer does the uh, MMA matches, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. But but the point is that was the dude who announced him. <laughs> And so this kid who's just sitting at some table in a room full of other people at tables, Buffer announces him, says what is tight, you know, the, the thing he was named. And this kid gets up and he's like 25 years old. He's young and he speaks and he's actually he's pretty impressive. I mean, he he's articulate, he's intelligent. And it was good enough that it can convince me to blow 90 minutes of my life on his webinar. I, I'm mentioning this because of what you just said about, you know, this like if you act now. 
that type of bullshit. He yeah. took it to a level I have never seen before. I mean, I was marveling at his snake oilsmanship. It was <laughs> he was just brilliant at it. And he was screaming the whole time. I mean, he was just, I'm talking like this the whole time. The thing about it is, guys, listen, do you want to set you you cannot, you have no future in corporate America. Now there's never coronavirus has made all of this that much easier. And I mean, he went on like this for <laughs> 90 minutes. Oh my God, that's so funny. It was crazy. <laughs> tell you one more quick story is and this one really this one really stings. I don't think I ever told you this story, but and ironically it relates to the what I said earlier about Austin. Basically, I had accepted a job working at this place and literally, I mean, there was a contract that that had been sent to me to sign. I hadn't signed it yet. I'm on the phone with this person who was who who I had known for several years and really admired and liked. Just a really, really smart, cool woman uh, and gorgeous and very, very successful as far as I could tell. And so I'm on the phone with her and and uh, we're talking about the final details on my contract that I was about to sign to join her company. Yep. And the conversation went something like this. Well, that's that's great, Mike. I'm just so happy to have you on board. Can't wait. You know, and we can work out the details about when you're going to move down here and all that. Oh, oh, but I'm sorry. There's just one more thing I forgot to mention. So as you know, because we've talked about this before, and she starts rattling off the names of the people who are, you know, the leaders within her company. But we've all taken this um, this program. It's called the Aji Network. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, we have talked about that on a number of occasions. It sounds interesting, blah, blah, blah. And she said, well, here's the thing. We can't really let you join the company until <laughs> you agree to go through the program. Now, here's what, here's what you have to understand. It was a year-long commitment. It was $10,000. I had to uh, commit to extensive reading. It was basically like taking a college class for a year is really yeah. what it was. Yeah. Or at least that's how it was purported to be. And, oh, and you have to go, uh, you have to fly out to San Francisco twice on your own dime. Yep. In addition to the ten grand, yep. to participate in a, uh, a live event with the founder of this thing yeah toby um, hecht is that him yes <laughs> yes and guess where he came from uh where did he come from well, he came from a program called est which i'm sure you've never heard of but no no yeah, yeah i've never back, heard of it back in like the 70s the 1970s it was this fad that just like blazed across the country it was basically kind of like a Burning Man meets Tony Robbins yeah. meets <laughs> Grant Cardone. Like, I'll just give you one little highlight of that EST program. They were, I don't know, it was like behavioral modification or some shit. And basically, they would keep people in like, you know, meeting room at a hotel. They wouldn't let you leave to go to the bathroom. And people would literally like shit their pants. Yeah. Now, what that had to do with the program, I don't know. I just recall reading that like in <laughs> Newsweek magazine or something. Oh, my God. But anyway, that guy, Toby, came from EST. So that gives you just a, some flavor as to what kind of a dude he is. So this person says to me on the phone, you know, you have to make a commitment to attend the program. And I was totally caught off guard. I had no idea that was coming. And I really wanted to, to join this company. I really wanted to do this job. Yeah. So I'm like, well, you know. And she goes, oh, and one more thing. The, the class that I want you to take has already started. 
So it was like, you know, like a week ago. You gotta, or, you're going to have to decide this now, basically. I need you to, to, to join the class that just started. And, you know, the good news is I'm good friends with Toby. And in fact, I'm going to call him right now just to see if I can get you in. Yeah. Because, you know, I can't let you join the company until you take the program or, or commit to it. So I'm like, okay. She's, I'll call you back in like 10 minutes. So I hang up and I'm just like dumbfounded. Dumbfounded. Yeah. What? And so sure enough, she called me back and, you know, I talked to Toby and, you know. It's difficult, but, you, you know, know, I, I really – I really talked him into it here, you know, and, and we're going to make a special exception just for you because you're like a special person. And and I went to bat for you and I vouched for you. I told him how exceptional you are. And he said he'd give you a chance, but you'd have to you know, catch up on the, the stuff immediately. And I mean, it was like, oh, my God. And then there's so much more to this story, but I'll just cut to the chase. So I end up uh, agreeing to do it. Which every alarm, every every red flag, every alarm that my body has was going off. Like, what are you doing, you fucking idiot? Like, anybody that would put you in this position is not somebody you want to be involved with. But I'd already committed so much effort to the situation and time, and I'd already yeah. been down to yeah, Austin. Yeah, you're already there's, your sunk cost is so high. Exactly. Which, in retrospect, was clearly part of the whole strategy. Of course. Yeah, obviously. So anyway, I, I agree to it. I start doing it and I go into it with an open mind. And it's it's very strange. It's very strange. I mean, like, I don't want to even bore you with those details because they take too long. It wouldn't be worth it. But here's the punchline. So several months pass and it's time for the first trip to San Francisco. Yeah. And by the way, like there's a dress code for this. What? Yeah. You, don't tell me you got to wear like you have to only dress in the color purple. No, but it was like <laughs> you had to wear a suit and tie. Yeah. Which I'm like, what? So anyway, because, you know, I'm just not a suit and, suit and tie person. But I go, I go with an open mind and we end up in this. It's a seedy hotel in, in San Francisco. It's like I couldn't believe how low end it was, yeah. which was my first like shocker. Like, what the fuck? I didn't feel safe there. Yeah. And so so we had the, <laughs> we had the first session and you go in and there's like, I don't know, maybe 30 people. And there's there's cameras like like they look like studio TV cameras that are they're filming the audience. What? They're not filming the dude. They're filming us. Just the audience. Just the audience. And there there's like really heavy lighting. It's super uncomfortable. Like, yeah, I mean, like you're looking into a floodlight and I have super uh, sensitive eyes to begin with. So it's like I'm really uncomfortable. It's like 80 degrees. And and so this guy starts talking and it was just the most awkward and uncomfortable environment I've ever been in. And I'm not going to say the whole thing was a waste, but it was it was clear that the primary purpose of this whole program was some form of psychological programming. Yep. Which I'm super sensitive and to and hate, obviously, like most people would. Yeah. At, at a certain point, I just sort of gave up on it. But I was stuck there. You know, I paid for i gotta fucking i can't leave early i got a flight that's leaving. yeah you're like i fucking Friday. i have to yeah like i've, I've got i've already arranged for yeah. me to be here like <laughs> I'll, I'll just share a couple of other highlights along the way at one point i think this was on day one or day two you know there's breaks and not many but there are breaks like a 10 minute break you know in the middle of, in the mid-morning 10 minute break in mid-afternoon and uh i think i'm like on maybe day one in the afternoon somebody was not back in seated in their chair 
at the exact time we were supposed to be. Like you're supposed to be back at 2 p.m. Somebody was standing over on the side at like, you know, at 2 p.m. and didn't sit down until like 2.02 p.m. And this dude just went off and starts yelling at this person. And then saying, it's clear to me that this group isn't serious. Wow. And, 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 and I'm just like, oh, my God, like, I just want to get up and walk out right now. But again, I got nowhere to go. So I'm just going to sit here and watch what happens. Yeah. But that was sort of it was like the dude was waiting for some opportunity to attack. Some, just to like start berating the group. Yeah. yeah. And that never that never stopped the whole time. In fact, at the end of the at the end of the program, I was the only person in the room he had not attacked. He never attacked me. And yeah. I think the reason he didn't attack me was because he was just reading my body language. And he just knew that you're like, I'm not going to put up with this shit. Yeah, I'm not going to take this shit from you. I will come at you physically if I need to because I'm not – and I'm just staring at this dude like – I'm just fucking staring holes at him like, you're a piece of shit. The final part of the story is on Friday and uh, – you know, I don't know how many – I'm sure you've been to a bunch of these types of events. You know, it's Friday. It's supposed to end at – Four. They typically let you go at like three thirty or three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're just nice about it. This guy kept us. It was supposed to end at four, and because he was pissed, he kept us till six. What? There's like people who have to probably go to flights. I think something like twenty of the thirty people missed their flights. Oh my god! I didn't because I was I was staying in San Francisco for another reason. Yeah. So I was one of the few people who didn't get fucked on that. And then I quit. I dropped out of the program and I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. So fast forward, like, I don't know, literally like three months and I'm still working with this company. And I get I get a I get an email from the person who hired me. And she's like, Mike, I just got some very disturbing news from Toby. Sounds He's, like you're no longer in the program. He said that. You haven't completed any assignments in three months. Yeah. And no, the Church of Scientology is not to be taken lightly for the people who work here, Michael. Right. <laughs> and I just told her straight up what I thought. I'm like, the guy was, I don't respect the program. I don't respect the guy. I'm not saying there's not any value in it because you seem to think it works and, you know, you've made good money with it, blah, 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 blah. But the end result of it was, it was just, a, it was like a, the, the most miserable and oh i tried to get a refund on some of my money yeah they no way give me, they wouldn't give me a penny back yeah of course not well it's it's so this is like fascinating to hear first of all this is a, it's an amazing story <laughs> this is so nuts because i literally the only thing i typed into google was the ahi and then it jumped with network cult was the suggestion <laughs> really google yeah that's the number one thing that came up yeah, well, again, that's what it is. It is a fucking, it's a cult. And and then they have all this extended programming and the cost of these things is outrageous. You know, 10 grand for what I got out of that? Oh my God. Like, I'll give you one example of something that they included in the program that they presented as if it were something unique or revolutionary. It was calculating your run rate. How much money do you need to live on? Let's divide that by... You know, I mean, it was something that simplistic. Like, if you need to make four hundred thousand dollars a year, that means you need to make this many dollars per day, and that yeah. means you need to make this many dollars per hour. What do you need to do? I mean, again, it sounds like Cardone. It's like, duh. And, and one of the things that they did to try to make themselves look impressive, they literally said, you couldn't join the program unless you had to make four hundred thousand dollars a year or more. Yeah, you get the point I'm making, right? It's like yeah. they're 
oh, wow, this is super exclusive. That's exactly what I've had. So this business coach that I'm talking about, that was exactly the point that he made is he's like, well, look, I'm creating this hyper exclusive group that only a handful of people who are having businesses that are you know, earning them 100K or more in passive income a year can join. That's the super duper group that, you know, but, you know, maybe I can make an exception for you because I yeah. know you're headed that direction anyway. I know I feel you're like, only making a paltry 150, you poor loser. Yeah, exactly. Like he, that was like almost verbatim the words that he used with me. I'm just one of these suckers who has bought into the idea that you have answers to questions that, you know, that I need answers to. But the reality is like, you just don't. And I'm I'm better on my own reconnaissance, if anything. And just the fact that there's so many things you I mean, duh, that you can just Google and learn on your own. Yeah, it's strange, right? Like I think that there's some value in paying somebody to help keep you accountable. Like the concept of a coach, I think, isn't too crazy. Like I've had Oh, I agree. I agree. Like I've had business coaches before who I really like. I've had sales coaches who I really like and have been helpful. I like you know, I've had men's coaches, which is a whole other thing we should talk about on another podcast. It's just the idea of paying somebody who does have more knowledge than you to coach you and to 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 keep you accountable. I think it's one thing, but the the idea that I've got a new product and a special group and you can join it and you're gonna learn the secrets <clears throat> to your to how to become a billionaire or anything. Well, you know, there's a really simple rule that Warren Buffett uses, which is the the way to become rich is easy. It's two rules. Rule number one, always make money, don't lose it. Rule two, never forget rule number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah, but he's got a point, which is like, it doesn't make any sense. How the fuck am I making more money if I'm spending, you know, two grand a month trying to pay for an exclusive business coach group or something? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. So that $2,000 a month can be put towards growing my business, and I'm going to learn a lot more doing that and then take and then watching YouTube videos about very specific technical things I don't understand than it is in any other way. Yeah, I, I think that's good thinking. And, you know, going back to the the totems that that we see in all of these things, like don't and I think I'm thinking of Ty Lopez when I say this one, you got to have the obligatory. Hey, oh, gee, you caught me in my garage with yeah, my Ferrari out here me? in my garage. You know, oh, is my helicopter in view back there? You know what I also like apart from Ferraris? Knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, speaking of, I just got an email from Ty Lopez. <laughs> Did you seriously? <laughs> just now. Hey, Brendan, thanks. In parentheses, 12 hours left. <laughs> Every fucking email this guy sends is like something is about to run out and it's the last time you can get the blank. Until he like until the next time you get an email when he's got another blank he's trying to sell you. Right. <laughs> well, you know, there actually is one guy. Are you familiar with Frank Kern? No. Really? OK. No. So he's the one guy in this whole universe of people as I know it, which, again, I just qualified by saying I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there that I don't know now because I stopped studying this um, this whole thing when I sort of gave up on it myself. But this Frank Kern guy is impressive. He really is. He's the one guy in all of this that seems somewhat credible. I think his story, was, it's like a credible story. And the way he approaches things, he, I mean, he still does all the same, you know, you got to act now or whatever stuff. But he's just, he's smart. He's likable. You watch his videos and you're like, I like this guy. As yep. opposed to I watch Grant Cardone and I think, how did this guy ever achieve any level of success? I fucking hate him. Yeah, you just watch his shit and you just can't stand him. Well, he's so arrogant. And did you? And again, I wasn't trying to 
see this. I just saw it randomly where where he was talking about filing bankruptcy. This is like a month ago. No, Grant did that. Right. But but then I read other stuff and I think the bottom line of it was it was all a stunt. Ah, you know, like because I saw this video where he's talking about, yeah, I filed bankruptcy. What about it? It's no big deal. I, you know, I'll bounce back. I'll do it again. I've done it before. I'll do it again. People fail all the time. You got to fail. Fail faster. Yeah. Not a big deal. Bankrupt yourself to (laughs) buy my courses. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that the people who say failing a bunch of times is a good thing. I mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not suggesting that there isn't value in in the experience that you gain from failing because of course there is and experience I really do believe is the best teacher because when you lose real money because you did something stupid, you typically don't forget that. You know I mean, that's a lesson that is permanent. You'll you know, that's when you really do cement the knowledge, but I would argue that wouldn't it have been better if you were just successful? <laughs> yeah. I talk with Bill about this and we talk about it in the Power Bible. One, experience is the best teacher. Two, for most people, they're afraid of failure full stop. And so they won't they won't ever begin something because right. they don't ever want to go through the experience of failure. Because to most people, the thing that defines them is what they did or what happened to them. And what you learn by going to through that process and to the other side of it is you're like, oh, I'm the one who can make the choices to determine what my life is going to mean, not anything else. And so if some if, if I try something and I fail, it's up to I just don't give a shit. I'll just come right back at it. Yeah, and the like, labels just, that we attach to things. Yeah, I'll just keep going until I succeed. I'll, I'll find something else. I don't give a shit like that. That identification with the effort and the focus rather than the outcome is what a lot of people don't have. They are they're they're people who whose trappings of their life around them define who they are. And Bill and I talk about that in the book. But f- for most people, that advice is like actually good, which is don't be afraid of failure. Every everyone goes through it. But as soon as you go one rung up that ladder, that advice is no longer helpful. And because you're just like it doesn't. I don't want to fail anymore. I failed at a bunch of shit. Now I just want to succeed at some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what you just said. There's basically a big chunk of what I would call the Gary V philosophy. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I think he's really big on that sort of thing. And I, I, I really like Gary V. I think so much of his advice is is really spot on. Like I saw something he posted today. His post was, I think this was it verbatim. I don't give a fuck what people think about me because they have no fucking idea who I really am and what I'm about or, you know, something like that. Yeah. I think that's pretty sound advice. It, re- it really is. Let me back up to, to just say this, because this might help anybody listening to this. You know, why do we go to these entrepreneur guys? Well, part of it is because they promise you this idea that that thing inside of you that wants to succeed and see yourself be a success, it can really happen and it can really happen for you. And I've done it before for myself and I can help you do it. But but the truth is that they can't do it because it's they don't know you from the way you know you. And like right. some of those people who are maybe good coaches actually probably have some good pieces of advice that they can give you. That's why it's hard. You just got to figure it out yourself. You know what I mean? These entrepreneurs, they sell a lot of snake oil that tells you that you can get rich quick or just solve all your problems if you just give them your money and they'll put you into their course and you know produce millionaires or something like that. This is going to contradict much of what I've said in this podcast, but 
There's a, you ever heard of, do you know who Ryan Daniel Moran is? No. He's another one of these guys that I actually think might be legit. Ironically, he was selling the same concept of the Kevin Zhang guy that I we were talking about earlier. Yep. And basically, the concept is creating online stores, you know, like basically the Amazon, I don't know what to call it, but basically you're, you're creating some sort of Amazon a, FBA store. Yes. Actually, yep. you know, you know a lot about that, don't you? Yeah, I do. I, I actually do. I actually do know a lot about that from being involved with a number of guys who have created businesses in that space. So anyway, this guy, Ryan Daniel Moran, he published a book, I believe it was mm, yesterday or two days ago. I actually bought it and I'm looking forward to reading it because this guy looks legit to me. He really does. I mean, again, maybe it could be just great marketing, but he's he's very smart. He's you know, he hangs out with guys like Gary Vee. And again, I know there's an art to just like being seen in photos with the right people. And I know people and hell, I've done it myself where like, you know, you just you're in a situation where there's somebody famous there and you just end up in a photo with them. Yep. Um, because you because you want to use it for this exact purpose. Yep. Which is, Here I am <laughs> hanging out with Gary Vee. Yeah. <laughs> well, this guy looks legit, to me. and this is actually an idea that I'm I'm truly interested in, and I want, I'm going to read this book just to see if there's any merit to it because that's the kind of thing I think I actually could do in terms of just you know, I mean, basically, what you, I think what they're doing is you find products that for which there is current demand, you you build websites, you try to get them to rank well, to be found earlier than other people's websites. And you never take possession of any inventory. You're just the middleman. Yep. And, you know, you're just you're just making the margin in between. I think that's the concept. A lot of the guys who I know in the world of Amazon FBA and what does and FBA on, stand for? for? Fulfillment by Amazon. OK, um, it's just the designation of that type of seller, which is that you actually don't really touch the product. Exactly. A lot of them, what they do is they find let's they go to Jungle Scout. They use Jungle Scouts tools to try and figure out who the competitors could be, what are the top keywords that are do not currently have, either they don't have a product or the products that are there are terribly SEO'd so that they don't show up well. If there's an opportunity, they can then go to Alibaba, pardon me. I almost said yep, Al Jazeera. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Go to Al Jazeera. Alibaba is yeah. it, yep. They can go to Alibaba, they can find a manufacturer, they either find a product they can white label or they get together with a designer and just design a product real quick that like very easily can be manufactured. They get a prototype, they check the prototype, then they get certified as an Amazon FBA seller. They get all that shit done. They get inspections done. Then that shit is sent to an Amazon warehouse where it sits until people purchase it. They iterate on it. They improve on it. They change it. They get feedback. They do a handful of different things like that, which improves the business. And then they can turn around and they go to a website. There's a website that you can sell online businesses, basically. It's a, mm. they vet your business. They take a look at your books. They check that everything is, is set. And then you can sell your business for, you know, multiples of, of what its monthly, you know, right. income is worth or whatever. And, and a lot of these businesses go for 25 to 30 multiples, which is, is pretty good. So, mm -hmm. so like you don't actually have to have that much cash flow. To you know, if you have five hundred dollars of cash flow, you could sell your business for like like uh, fifteen to twenty k online, depending on you know what your product category is and the products that you have. So there's that is true. Like that's a pathway, and the way that I just described it, that's how you do it. And and a lot of the 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 what you're paying for probably with this guy's book is like what are the tools to do it? 
yep. you know, what are the actual things you need to look out for? Because it's obviously more complicated than I just described it. But that's essentially the broad strokes of it. Now that I recognize that there was a marketplace wherein I could turn around and sell that business for multiples of itself, then I thought, okay, that's actually maybe a good idea. The thing you're building to sell is not the product you're selling on Amazon. The thing you're building to sell is the business itself exactly. to capture multiples of, of the value. Right. And I think that's actually a very good idea. And, th and that's what you've told me just confirmed what I thought intuitively it was going to be. That's exactly what I was thinking it was. And that actually only serves to increase my interest in this because that's something I actually would enjoy doing because I've already done it. I've already yep. done I've already done most of those steps in other scenarios. And so I know the truth is for a guy like you, probably less work than in the other things that you've been doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think we need to design a course to teach people this. That's so funny. Yeah, there is only some truth to that. I mean, the only one thing I would warn you on is a lot of people in the space have said, well, the the great time to get into drop shipping in Amazon FBA was actually five years ago. Oh, and I'm sure that's true. What I've learned, people who make real fucking money, real, real money are people who look where the puck is going, not where the puck is. Yep, that's true. And that's absolutely true. The ability to see that is what makes those people really wealthy. Exactly. And I think that's like what a Gary Vee has been great at. What I've learned is that you can't know and you can't also be on top of all of this shit. Like Gary Vee has a lot of money where he can pay people to do this stuff for him. And that's oh, yeah. the unique part. Right, right. Well, this this whole general topic that we're talking about, which is really dynamic and wide ranging, I just think it's fascinating. It never sits still. Like what you think you know today, six months from now, probably 40% of it will be completely different, which is radical. Yeah, it's true. But that's why, again, these entrepreneur guys are kind of such bullshit because it's like they don't actually really know much more than you do about any of this. Right. It doesn't make sense for you to go spend, yeah, I'm going to spend $400 a month on this guy's situation because he's going to tell me about xyz and i'm going to really know it and all this stuff you're like no you're not like he doesn't know he knows what happened that got him to this place and the world's moved on like it's different now you know the things yeah. that worked to build a facebook group aren't going to work to build a following on tiktok those are two different skill sets yeah that's probably true and but it's also that same thing that keeps those people in the game because they always have an excuse and they always have something else they can sell i'll give you a perfect example is Whenever a big thing used to be, oh, Google changed its algorithm. How many oh, times yeah. have you heard that expression? Yeah, yeah. Like everything you knew about SEO is out the window. Because Facebook changed its algorithm. YouTube changed its algorithm. Yep. And if and if you just sign up right now, I'll tell you how they did what they did and how you can crush it in the next two weeks to 10x your life. Yeah. But yeah, this was an interesting topic and one that I think a lot of people can relate to because I I know so many people who've paid for a course of yeah. some variety and how many of them have ever like been glad they did it. Not that many. Some yeah. have, but not. Yeah. I always feel like I never quite got what I paid for, for every one of them that I've ever done. I've never fully regretted them, but I always feel like I never quite got what I paid for. Well, here's, here's why I think they keep surviving is because for what you just said, I think people would say, you know, I really didn't get shit out of that course. But in all honesty, did I really do everything they told me to do? And did I really make the effort I should have? You know what I mean? So there's that there's that aspect of, well, you didn't do it all. So what did you expect? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, you said a million things on that course. So how the hell am I supposed to do all of them?
Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Check out my book, The Stoic Salesperson, which will give you all the answers to every one of your problems. Exactly. <laughs> and for $4. You know, I don't know how you can, you know, even if it's a, a complete sham, which... Come on, we all know it is. But for four <laughs> bucks, is is a Starbucks more than that now? Yeah, just four nineteen. It's totally worth it. It'll be great, uh, and it's uh, it's wonderful. Uh, challenged, uh, written to me by James Altucher. Both the link to the book and the link to James challenging me to write it will be in the show notes. Awesome. And, uh, I will uh, talk to you soon, Munkle. Okay, okay, few. Thanks for <laughs> listening, everybody. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.